Thanks for coming back to another episode of Pitch It, a fintech conversation amongst founders, investors, and friends. I'm your host, Todd Anderson, Chief Content Officer at Fintech Nexus. And what we do is we take a peek behind the curtain. What motivates someone to start a company? How do investors make the right bet? What do accelerators do during and and help enabling the process of, of growing your company? How do banks think of founders? Not to mention, we try to have some fun. And, and what you'll see is we'll also do some special episodes. We have some new features coming. So stick with us and you'll get all you'll need to know about the fintech startup landscape. Pitch It is really a, a part of a larger podcast network here at Fintech Nexus. You can go to my colleague, Peter, our co-founder and chairman for Fintech One-on-One. You can subscribe to his feed Or we have our newest podcast by one of our writers, Isabel Castro, The Fintech Coffee Break. For everything produced by Fintech Nexus, you can check out Fintech Nexus Podcast, which is really our content fire hose. All shows, webinar replays, even in-person event content, not to mention our weekly news show. As always, we hope that you rate the show and write a review. I take try to really take listener feedback seriously and as it helps make the show better. You can also follow the podcast and all of our podcasts on the feed of your choice, whether it be Apple, Spotify, wherever you like to listen, or come directly to news.fintechnexus.com. Now, let's get on with the show. On today's episode, I talk with Gavin Nakbar, co-founder and CEO of Column Tax. Please note that this episode was recorded live at Fintech Nexus 2023 on the Inspiration Point podcast stage. Gavin and I talked about you know what the founding story was behind Column Tax, you know the difference in, in some of the mindset behind a big tax refund versus maybe more money per paycheck. Why taxes in and in of themselves are so interesting to Gavin, embedded finance, raising capital, and much, much more. One quick PSA before we get started. If you want to reach the best fintech community in the world, we have all the tools you need to shape your message and reach new clients. You can sponsor an episode of Pitch It or one of the other great podcasts we have. You can sponsor a webinar, buy ad space. We have these great new campaigns you can buy. Please reach out to anyone on our sales team, or you can also reach out to me, Todd, T-O-D-D, at fintechnexus.com. Without further ado, I present Gavin Nakbar, co-founder and CEO of Column Techs. I hope you enjoy the show. Gavin, welcome to uh, Pitch It, um, you know, the, the podcast, and um, yeah. we're live, I should say, uh, for the people that might listen to this after the fact, from Fintech Nexus USA. Gavin, I'd like to start the episodes, if you can give you know, the listening audience a little bit of background about yourself, kind of what brought you to the point of starting Column Tax. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. The event has been really fun. It's great to see everyone here. My name's Gavin, co-founder and CEO of a company called Column Tax. We're building the next generation of income tax filing software in the United States. And we're specifically focusing on building it in an embedded way. So any banking, mobile banking, fintech 
company can embed tax filing native within their products and connect it to the rest of the experiences that they offer already uh, to American taxpayers uh, or account holders of theirs. We, my co-founder and I spent four years before this working on self-driving cars, so we came from a slightly different background. But what brought us was actually a similar set of problems around operational complexity. So taxes are very operationally complex. I focus a lot on operations, so did my co-founder when we were in previous roles, and we're super excited about taking that and applying it to something universal. Similar to driving, taxes impacts everyone, so it kind of brought us in a circuitous way. So what motivation, or where does the motivation come from to be an entrepreneur? Clearly, you, you mentioned working on, on self-driving cars. What brought you to the point of, hey, I'm, I'm going to start my own venture, I'm going to co-found a company, that risk that's, you know, that you need to take with that. Where does that kind of entrepreneurial spirit come from? The thing that I've always loved is taking an idea and bringing it into reality. And, and self-driving is similar. We actually were at, we were at Waymo, which was a fairly large company before this. And so I've always enjoyed going big company to small company. So I was at a large company and then a startup. I was at Waymo and then founded Column. And for us, we were very excited about going really small. So my co-founder and I were excited about working together. You have to be very passionate about the idea to work through all the complexity that comes. To go from, hey, we want to start a tax filing company to actually filing for, for American taxpayers, so much you have to get right. And so you have to be really passionate. You have to want to figure out the complexity, fight through the ambiguity. Um, I think a lot of that came from seeing companies at scale and hearing the stories of the early days for those companies and just being so excited about trying to find our own path and, and do the same. So uh, we fell in love with the idea of working on a tax company pretty quickly, like the universality. We heard what, what is it about taxes that's exciting? I mean, on the face of it, I would say it's not exciting, but clearly not you are like excited it. by it. <laughs> but like, what makes that problem exciting to solve for you? When we talked with taxpayers, we would often hear the same thing, which is my tax refund is the single most important check that I see in a given year. It is often the largest. It is the one time a year that I can put money away to save, buy something that I've been, been wanting to buy, pay, bring my kids on vacation. And so for us, we saw that as so critical, but deeply underserved. When we asked them, okay, what, what tools do you have to manage your, your financial life around tax? There were very few, and actually mostly, TurboTax, exactly. So, and that's once a year, siloed from the rest of your life. And generally, we found higher net worth individuals were paying people to do this. Software has not made its way to actually help most Americans with their taxes. So we were like, okay, there's a big problem that software isn't solving today, um, and it's wrapped in incredible complexity. And I actually think the fact that tax is on the face boring makes us more excited, more motivated, because we're like, okay, great. We want to show people how impactful this is. It's a big part of recruiting. It's a big part of what we do. So as we continue to get uh, a little bit deeper into exactly what you guys do, I do need to ask, where'd the name column tax come from? We wanted something that was easy to pronounce and then had felt sturdy. So that was the original <laughs> idea. Um, and we liked the association, government buildings of columns. And so we kind of came to it that way. We were really early on in the idea. We were already talking with some, some mobile banking companies. And so we picked a name pretty quickly. Um, but it stuck. We really like it. Sturdy. 
you, know, you mentioned something when you were talking about the the single biggest check taxpayers get every year. There's a lot of um, the way I should put it. I guess um, you know the way a person thinks about that check. Is it better that and maybe there's some research on this that they revolve their lives around that check or is it better that maybe they change their filing status to give themselves that little bit of money every week like conceptually how do people think of this problem or maybe this this uh, event in their minds and how have you guys approached that when thinking about ultimately serving the end customer and the taxpayer it's it's such a good question you will hear people sometimes refer to taxes as you loan the government money, like a refund, you loan the government money, and then they gave it back to you without accruing interest. And from that perspective, that's not ideal for the individual, right? If you overwithheld and then got a refund, you likely would have been better off getting that money in uh, throughout the year, investing it, gaining interest, or some sort of capital um, gains on it. But it's not that simple for most people. That's right. That's exactly right. And so our, our position as a company is two things, understanding and education around it. So first you should have the information, you should understand what's happening, and then you should be able to take whatever action you want on it. Some people really like the large once a year, and we, hear, we actually hear all the time for the people that we file for, that it, they'll tell us it's forced savings. They're like, no, no, it forces me to save, and I put away the money. And when you think about the psychology of that, that's really powerful. Yeah. We like that, especially for people that live paycheck to paycheck. We want to empower them to make the choice that's best for them. So information, being able to act on the decision. We're, we're less prescriptive around what's better or worse. We're very big on you should be in the driver's seat from an understanding and being able to take an action perspective. So it varies per person a bit. And we find that most people would rather get a little back than owe because there is quite a bit of fear around the IRS and, and owing money. Yep. And so people like having a little cushion. There's a nice there's a nice feeling to that. So conceptually, how does it work for column tax? And in, in, in if I'm a company, I want to embed your solution. How, do, how would we get started? How can I do that to benefit my end customer? Tell us a little bit more about kind of the the mechanics of how some of the uh, partnerships work and, and how it's most beneficial to the uh, end consumer. We start the journey on the B2B side. Exactly right. And so when we are looking for good partners that, that fit with what we're doing, it's typically companies that want to capture tax refunds in deposit accounts. That's usually a checking account. So companies that offer a checking account typically to a, a demographic that gets refunds. They care a lot about building additional product experiences into their app. So you could think about it sitting alongside banking, investing, lending products. Tax is a natural fit for a lot of companies with that. And then the third is people care, or, or the B2B persona that we work with cares a lot about lifetime value of a customer and retention of that customer. So the deposits and retention piece fits really well for mobile banking or, or digital banking companies. And then the second type of company we work a lot with is self-employment or gig-focused companies where there's, there's more complexity for their end user around tax. So it starts with that, and we're really looking for companies that it's a natural fit. It's, it, it only works well if it fits well within their portfolio already, and they want their users to take advantage of it. Um, that's the focus. 
So how do you think about, you know, kind of the your embedded solution, financial inclusion, as well as kind of this the shift we're starting to see, which is, you know, the the every two week payday or paycheck is evolving and maybe at some point in the future it will be gone. Yep. And we yep. might we might be able to have access to wages that we've just earned. How do you think about some of those, you know, pieces of this puzzle and taxes and, and ultimately how it plays into is the consumer financially more healthy and are they getting the products at the prices that they should pay? Yep. We are very big proponents of more control over the flow of funds for people, whether that's on a daily basis, weekly basis. And I think that that benefits the persona that we serve quite a bit. How it relates to tax, well, I would say two things. One, every financial decision that someone makes has a tax implication. Usually we would call it, we would say it's below the line, as in you don't have visibility into it. But whether you're changing your withholdings, you're getting a bonus, any type of income has tax, tax implications. We believe that all of that should be connected with a tax layer. So wherever your financial life is, you should have insight into it. Uh, across income types, that would be you know a W-2, kind of what you were just talking about, gig income, investment income. So we think tax is a layer. We think it's a key part of the stack. The second thing I would say around what you mentioned, access and affordability. So let me talk about one of our partnerships from this year that we are super excited about. We worked with Propel, which is an amazing company based in New York that offers EBT balance uh, checking among other great products, predominantly for low-income Americans. And this year, work to help bring free tax filing to any of uh, a provider's debit user. That is so impactful for, for that user base for a number of reasons. Over 40% of the people that filed with us this year did not file their taxes last year. And when you think about that... Why, why is that? Yeah. The psychology of somebody who is a non-filer, there's so many reasons. It could be a, I didn't think I had to and wasn't aware that I could get a refund. So imagine you know, you didn't make much, you don't think you'll get a refund, so you didn't file. Second would be oftentimes at the, you know, if you're making $10,000 or less a year, which is many of the people we serve, you are, living, you are living month to month trying to make it to the end of the month. And so filing your taxes falls down the list of things, you, the prioritization list giving access both from a financial, uh, from an awareness perspective in the provider's app and offering it for free. That's something we get so excited about when it comes to expanding the access and, and equity of the products. You mentioned obviously that you're an embedded solution. There's been a wider shift in fintech and, and really a, a, one of the biggest trends with embedded finance. How has that shift kind of helped with maybe the the product and, and pitching the product to potential partners and how have you, you know, kind of where do you see Embedded today as an Embedded provider yourself? It's been, it's been nice being a part of a later wave of Embedded products because I can only imagine what the first set went through. Uh, like I think about a company like a Drive Wealth, for example, that pioneered so much here and, and so many other products in, in other segments. It is amazing being able to be a part of that, where they have paved the way, helping banks, mobile banks, and fintech companies think through a partner strategy. So when we, when we come in the door, now everyone is thinking, is this a product that I will build, buy, or partner on? 
and the partner piece is fairly new, right? Like a lot of this was very different uh, even, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So we benefit a lot from people feeling more comfortable partnering on things that aren't core to what their business does. And I think we'll see more of it. I think as companies look to expand their capabilities in, in finance and banking, I think partner is an amazing strategy. No one wants to build a tax engine. <laughs> so being able to leverage what, so. <laughs> no, being able to leverage what Column does, that's what we do best. We want to bring that to them. Partner's the way to do it. What's, um, since launching Column Tax, what's your biggest lesson or one of your biggest lessons so far? I think we're continually brought back to two things as a company over and over in different cycles, different, different patterns. The first is always listen to the end user. Everything has to be taxpayer centric. And this season, hearing directly from people was the single best thing for us to figure out what is next for the company. Like, where do people get stuck? How do they think about this experience? How do they associate tax filing with their bank? That is, the, that is gold. So every time we, we stray, we are always brought back to the end user. What's the taxpayer need? How can we serve them better than existing options today? And then the second is team. Our team is amazing, and we feel super fortunate with, with the team we have at Column Tax. We're always brought back to the end user problem and the team solving it. Those are the two things that jump out. Any regret that you can, uh, that you can share, maybe? I wish we'd started it earlier. <laughs> I wish we had started earlier. I think we we started working on a product called Tax Refund Unlocked to start, and we were working on both that and filing at the same time. We've continued to do both. I think we could have done more on filing in the first, first season, three or six months earlier. And as a startup, you're always trying to balance the cycle it takes to develop the product, and filing is longer and bigger. Yeah versus the impact that you can have. Best piece of advice since starting that you've received? We were very fortunate to work with Aryan, who's an investor at Core Innovation Capital. He was a seed investor at Column Tax. And early on, he gave me some amazing advice around making our first partners successful. As a startup, we... We had a, a tension that I think is kind of a classic tension. You've signed your first partners. They're launching and going live, while the next set of partners is asking you to do sales cycles. And I remember in an early meeting with him, walking him through this problem set, giving him some of the specifics. And the advice really cut through around, make your first partner successful at a level even deeper. And it stuck with me so much. We apply that to every partner through and through. The partners that you have are the ones that matter make that work. Um, really good advice. You mentioned team uh, a few minutes ago. How big is the team today? What does the team look like in terms of types of roles and, and kind of where's the breakdown? Tell us a little bit more about those that are around you and helping you build contacts into what you're hoping is a, a giant company like Waymo yeah, one day. That's right. Today we are 22. I think we'll be about 30 by the end of the year. That's where we'd like to be. And, and a couple of things. One, we love small teams. We find small senior teams do really well for the type of product that we're building. There's a lot of complexity. The folks that work at Column have, they hold a lot in their head end to end across product, across tax, across engineering. So we love that makeup for the team. Almost everyone on the team is building our tax engine. That is the core of what we do. So we have you know, 22 folks today. 
three of us are on the business side. Everybody else is either coding it up, building tools to code it up, designing it, uh, or working in some sort of way. So that is, and that's where we'll continue to invest. We're a product company. We like we manage partners directly, but we're very focused on engineering and tax. I know that you guys have raised um, you know some outside capital. I know uh, you mentioned Core Innovation. We know Kat and Aryun and the team over there, Felicis Ventures. Yeah. Um, you know, how was the, the fundraising process and, you know, the, the acceptance or at least the interest in a tax product, which, yeah. which might not, like we talked about, might not seem that sexy, but clearly there's, there's interest with the uh, capital you've raised and it, it's a space that needs innovation that hasn't had much. Yes. It was, it was a great Rorschach test when we'd go to an investor and tell them we're building tax. It, it, what was great was it's, what I felt like is it self-selected into a group that was willing to be in it for the long haul, which was super important. And all the early investors, we stressed the five and 10 year path that it's gonna take to build this type of company. It is a long journey. And then the second thing was people who liked, they liked the schlep the boring parts, what it takes to build core fintech infrastructure. So Bank Capital Ventures led our seed and Series A, and the whole way have been so supportive of the hard work. Like it takes time, building core infrastructure is hard, invest in that, Felicis, Core Innovation Capital, Operator Partners. We were very lucky, but I felt like the, the group of investors self-selected into those types of things excited them. They're like, great, this is a long schlep. We like that. If a, um, a younger founder, our first-time founder, was just starting their journey, you're, you've been on your journey for a little bit now, what kind of advice would you tell them, you know, whether it be about fundraising or some of the lessons that you've learned? You know, kind of what, what wisdom would you put out there if someone picked up the episode in a few weeks when it's out? What would you want to tell them? Hire slow. It's the hardest thing to do. And we, our team is amazing. We're so fortunate. Um, it's on my mind because we've been talking so much about hiring. Hire the people that are right for the team and, and the rest comes in a lot of ways. Like if you have the right idea and you can execute against it, I think we are where we are today because of the people at Column Tax. And so I'm so, whenever I talk with founders, I'm always talking about hire amazing people that compliment you well bring different skill sets and there's always more to be done than you can do and so fight the there's a natural tension like the physics of a company will pull you to want to hire really quickly hiring slow is how you build a amazing enduring company um, and we're trying to add you know we're trying to grow 50% this year which yeah. is still a lot we want to do that as slow as we can but with the right people so we have just a, a few minutes left um, I usually like to end a little bit lighter do you have a favorite book or the last book that you read? It's been a long time. Do IRS PDFs count? <laughs> um, I think the last book that I read, I read A Gentleman in Moscow, which I really liked. It's a fiction book um, by Amar Tal, so it was really good. I liked it. You know, founders clearly risk the uh, burnout, and they risk 
you know, completely overworking themselves, but you, you as a leader of a company need to stay fresh. What do you do to step away? Make sure when you're coming to the office or coming to the, the desk every day that you're fresh and that you're there and present for your team. Living in New York is so great for this because there's so much happening here. You can you step out of the office and you're right in the most amazing, amazing whatever it is, going to music, going to a show. And so I find a lot of it is being with my wife, friends in the city. It's really nice to be to be able to step away. Um, and then also it's springtime, like getting outside has been very helpful. And you're right, the the founding journey will pull you in. Like it can be all consuming. So finding the right balance, and everyone's balance is slightly different. Finding the right one for yourself, um, I find those are good. Uh, do you have a favorite sport or team that you root for? I would have felt better about this two days ago, but the Celtics, who just lost last <laughs> night. Um, yeah, that was ugly. I know, it wasn't pretty, but I, I love that team. I grew up in Massachusetts, um, so I've always been a Celtics and a Patriots fan. Good, good teams to root for recently. Yes, that, that, that certainly is true. You don't make many friends when you say it. <laughs> Uh, favorite vacation spot? I love Big Sur in California. I was in the Bay Area for eight years, and there's something very special about California coast, uh, being so close to the Bay Area, but being able to get away. I love Big Sur. And a final question. What inspires you? What's your biggest inspiration? What makes you keep going every day? You know, have the energy you do. What, what, what kept you going? My, my dad founded two or three companies when I was growing up. And he's he, much more, more than me, he is an inventor type. Like, he likes to invent, he builds, builds with his hands. And I was always so inspired growing up by the passion, like just the sheer passion that he would bring to an idea. It's contagious. And so growing up, I always thought work was you come up with an idea and then you make it happen. And it was interesting learning that that's actually not most of what the workplace is, but that that's the root of, of my journey and definitely what inspires me. Well, I appreciate you coming on the, uh, the show. We'll have uh, you know, this live episode of FinTech Nexus USA out soon. But if someone wanted to reach out, potential partner, potential investor, how can they reach out to you? How can they find Gavin or how can they find Comptax? You can find us at columntax.com. I'm Gavin at columntax.com. I'll, I'll respond and find me on LinkedIn. We always love talking with new partners that are looking to add tax into their product. And thanks for well, having me. 